Welcome to episode 15 of the Leadership in Context podcast with Keith Tusi. Today, Keith continues a series of conversation about being missional. The greatest mission's need is not money, it's people. Welcome to Leadership in Context, a conversation on leadership in the context of the local church. Keith Tusi is the apostolic team leader of the Network of Related Pastors. He loves the church mix leaders. You will be empowered and equipped to walk in fruitful ministry as you listen to Keith put leadership truths in the context of the local church. For show notes, email podcast at nrpastors.com. And now here's Keith Tusi. We've been talking about being a missional church, and specifically, last week we talked about the provision for the mission, and in beyond being a missional church, being a missions church, one that gives and supports missions. So I want to talk to you today about some practical ways to do that in a local church context. Let me ask you this question. What is the goal of missions? The goal of missions is obviously to reach people. So the greatest need is not money, it's people. And money helps facilitate those people. So whether you have a smaller church or a, a large church, whether, whether you've had a great mission history or no mission history, if you have people, you have part of the resource. And I want you just to keep that as a backdrop that our goal in mission raising, mission awareness, mission strategy is generating workers. I believe with all my heart that if you provide the ministry that God will provide the money. We do not want to be just mercenary and have a one-dimension aspect in our church where the only thing we do is give money. So let's talk about how to be missional, not just uh, mercenary in our approach to that. I mentioned last week that there are some obvious structural things you can do. For instance, set a mission offering, I believe, every month. Have a certain day, certain day, the third Sunday, the first Sunday, whatever you want to do, and say that is our mission offering Sunday, and we are going to do that. Now, Roy, who I mentioned in last podcast, who mentored me as to the science of giving, especially when it came to mission, told me that you needed something called what they call in the fundraising industry, a response device. <laughs> That's like a little envelope or a little card you check off. And for that reason, I separated our tithe envelope and our mission envelope. A lot of churches, you have an envelope, you know, you mark missions, building fund, all those type of things. As a result of that, I switched and we had different envelopes for different things. That's a response device. In other words, they're going to look at that. They're going to make a decision on that giving that we're doing that day. Not not giving on, you know, am I making a building plan pledge? Am I, am I giving money to this? Am I giving money to that? No. So that mission offering would have a mission envelope for that specific thing that was happening that, that day would have my mission offering for Guatemala, my mission offering for the crisis pregnancy center, my mission offering for brother Jones, who's in uh, Botswana. Okay. Uh, that's what it would be. And they would fill out their name and they would check that amount 
that they were going to give. So number one, be as specific as you can in your responses. Now we did something when I pastored the last number of years that I thought was incredibly successful and that was called Send, Save, and Support. So we broke down our mission strategy in three basic categories. Number one, we wanted to send people. So I found out because of those pawns of giving, there were people out there that got excited about sending people. Matter of fact, it's interesting is there's people that are more excited about sending people than they are about supporting people that are already there. Now you need to remember that because if you're taking support offerings and they're only maybe okay or not even great, you may think, well, how am I ever going to take a send offering? Because the send offering may be different people or some of the same people participating at different levels. So we had a send column. In other words, there were people that wanted to go that we wanted to fund, and we were going to build a war chest to do that. The second item we did, which was, I'll be honest with you, I don't even know how we stumbled on this. I think it was somebody in the church probably suggested it. I didn't think of it. That family, that guy, that couple, whoever it may be, that they want to go to the mission field, but, you know, hey, that's going to, that's going to take a lot of money. They're not going to go forever. They want to go for a week. They want to take their, their week or their two weeks even and take their vacation and go. So we developed send or save, excuse me. And that was where people could put money in and they could put it in for their own name. They could put it in for somebody else's name or they could just put it in in general. So we built a great savings fund. And I got to tell you, we've had great testimonies of families that took them several years. They put in $10 a week. They put in $50 a month, whatever it was. There were people that never intended to go, but they wanted to bless somebody maybe in their own church. So that was the save. We're saving. And see what that does is that shows intentionality. That shows purpose. And I'm going to tell you, that inspires people. And we always had this great kind of resource fund of people that were saving so that they could go to the mission field. And then the third category was support. This was more the long-term mission. Here's the five or six missions that this church is going to support every month. They're going to get a check from us. And we want you to join in and help us support. So send, save, and support. Remember, the goal of missions is not money. It's workers, and workers help them get there. So how do you do this? Okay, In a traditional setting, in a church setting, how do you do this? Well, missions is about people. Missions is about reaching people. Missions is about asking people to help you reach people. And missions is about connecting those two groups with the person that's going to go and do it. So if you want to have great mission offerings, if you want to have longevity in missions, one of the things you want to do is get your people familiar with the people you're supporting other than their name. How much do your people know about the missionaries that you support that you send a check to every month? Do they know their first name? Do they know their last name? Do they know their wife's name? Do they know their kid's name? Do they know their uh, sending churches pastor? Do they know some of the other churches that support? Do they know that you know they play the piano? Do they know that they left a prosperous business? Do they know that you know they're on the field fighting an illness? Do they know what do they know about these people? See, that's where what we call equity giving comes in. Because a lot of people will give to people because they believe in those people, and then whatever those people do, they're just going to believe in them. That's why some missionaries are able to move from country to country in an apostolic way and maintain their support because the people 
know them. So one of the first things you want to do is is give information about the people. Now, it's great nowadays because we can use video, uh, we can use Skype, we can use all different types of uh, electronic information. So we're not just telling them about the people, we're actually introducing them to the people. And that was something I would do from time to time. I'd have the Skype set up. I'd have them on the, I'd have them on the mission field. They're going to blast into our service for five or seven minutes. They're going to tell us what they're going to do. They're going to introduce us to their team. They're going to see their wife with them. They're going to see their kids with them. See, that's people touching people to touch people. When we talk about building by relationship, that's the type of thing that we're talking about. So if you want to reach that third party, let's get to know the second party. You know, we we did a great job of this, especially around Christmas time. We would do a little video of each family and talking about what they'd really like to do for their family. And we'd try to focus on like one big thing that they needed. Maybe it was a piano. Maybe it was a maybe it was a motorcycle. Maybe it was a new oven they needed. Maybe it was a washing machine, you know, something that that family needed or something those maybe uh, I remember we bought music lessons for different children, uh, things like that. And we would throw those needs out to the church as a result of showing that video. And we do that video ahead of time. Then you put it on your webpage and you put it on your social media. Listen, when we took those offerings, we never had a problem buying all those things that we said we were going to buy. And then come January, you know what we were doing? We were showing the video of them with their music teacher or unwrapping their new piano or mom getting the, the stove she really needed or whatever it may have been, you know, that just wouldn't have happened without people seeing this family and then following back and showing what they were doing with it, giving a good report. So what have I talked to you about? I've talked to you about that I would have different response devices. On Mission Sunday, it would be a big deal. I'd have, we would lay the envelope on every seat for that mission offering we were going to take that day. Every week in the back of the seats, uh, were the send, save, and support envelopes. There were also tithe envelope, but that was different. We found out that it worked much better doing it different. Now, again, you just can't do those things. You have to explain to people. You've got to envision people. You've got to cast some bread upon the water. You've got to tell your leaders what you're doing and why you're doing it. You've got to get them to buy in, but I guarantee you, it may take about six months for people really to get the hang of this repetition Okay, today is Mission Sunday, and you you already programmed it last week. You already talked about, hey, next week we're going to do it. You've sent out emails. It's been on your social media. It's been on the webpage. When they walk into the foyer that Sunday morning, it's going to be, you know, we're so excited. We're going to be sending money to Mongolia. You know, you might have the lobby dedica- uh, uh, decorated in uh, items or pictures of those people. To the degree that you do it is the degree that you're going to get a response. I'm going to tell you, I can guarantee this. You will see an uptick in your missions giving. You will see a longevity in your missions giving. You will see people excited about going to the mission field themselves. They'll want to be more knowledgeable of what we're doing as missions. Now, how does this help you with other things? Even if it didn't, that would be enough. But it establishes a missional track record that you start doing other things you're doing. 
whether it's a building program, whether it's bringing on a staff person, whether it's uh, helping a group of people in your community, whether it's launching an after-school program, whether it's Celebrate Recovery, whatever it is, you take on that same aspect of doing these things, people touching people to touch people, sending, saving, supporting, understanding there are different pawns out there, and taking the time to plan your year out. Now, it took a lot of work for us to plan it. Okay, we would plan all 12 months. That didn't mean we couldn't change. And by the way, it didn't mean that from time to time we didn't even take uh, an, more than one offering a month. We did that from time to time. And here's the testimony. It never hurt our regular giving because of those pawns. Okay, so if you're not receiving extra offerings for some of the missional things that God is driving in your heart, I think you're really missing the strategic tool of provision for your vision. Hey, great to be with you again. Uh, I trust some of this stuff has stirred your heart. Again, I'm available to help if I can in any way. This is Keith Tusi with Leadership in Context. Blessings to you. This. When you start receiving regular mission offerings, which you should be doing in some way, shape, or form, I believe, make it obvious, make it stick out, make it intentional, make it purposeful, give people an opportunity to give. Uh, one of the signs I look for in a missional church is are they clear, are they excited, and are they not ashamed to receive special offerings? Because a healthy church should be generating about 20 to even 25% of their tithes. In other words, if they had a, uh, you know, a budget of a uh, million dollars, their extra giving should be probably 200 to $250,000, a quarter, 20 to 25% for extra projects, extra giving and those type of things. Without a lot of strain, without a lot of fuss, because you're giving people opportunities. Uh, our next time together, I'm going to talk about mission ponds, P-O-N-D-S, and how that affects your people, how it affects their giving, how it affects their connection to certain missions and ministries that you're doing, and how you can keep them connected long-term to some of these critical missions. Hope this has been helpful. Thanks for spending some time with me in Leadership in Context. Have a great day. conversation about being missional. Create provision for your mission's vision by breaking down your strategy into three categories. Send, save, and support. Cast the vision of people touching people touching people. Thanks for listening this week to another episode of Leadership in Context with Keith Tusi. Join us next week as Keith continues to put leadership truths in the context of the local church. As always, subscribe, like, rate, and share our podcast. For show notes or to ask Keith a question, email podcast at nrpastors.com. If you would like more information, check out our website, nrpastors.com. Make sure you follow us on Facebook and Instagram at nrpastors. See you next week.